In Southeast Ag, that's Ag and Review for the week ending December the 16th. While many agriculture groups are concerned with USDA's proposed changes to the Grain Inspection Packers and Stockyards Administration or GYPSA final interim rule. The National Turkey Federation is concerned with two proposed regulations, possibly upending contract relationships in place between turkey growers and processors. USDA wants to make changes with GYPSA rules that would govern those contracts. The Turkey Federation says changes would increase cost, reduce overall productivity, and lead to a lot of uncertainty and unintended consequences that would outweigh any potential benefits to changing the rules. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association agrees, saying the rules are destructive. NCBA President Tracy Bruner said USDA is going well beyond their statutory limitations, limiting marking options for a product that America is demanding. The National Pork Producer spokesman Dave Warner said the rules will mean more lawsuits and less competition, and his group will fight for repeal in the new Congress administration. Congressional leaders and lifestyle groups already plan a strong push next month to repeal USDA's last-minute interim final rules aimed at discriminatory practices in livestock and poultry sales. Well, folks across the country are on hand for a one-day symposium this past Thursday in Atlanta to highlight the power of partner-driven conservation on private working lands. Jason Weller, chief of USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, was pleased with the turnout and the various discussions that were held. So to me, it's about expanding our community of practice, our community of conservationists, but all were communally, collectively, focused on working ag lands. So how we can better partner together to bring our expertise, but also to expand the boots on the ground, to be able ultimately to work with farmers and ranchers so they can make a good living, stay on their lands, keep their family operations business, but also not just produce the food and fiber we need, but the other things they also provide for us, the clean water and the wildlife habitat and clean air. So today's uh, collective conference, we've got national organizations coming from all over the country to come share and swap ideas, stories, really spark some innovation and creation. Well, in other news, agriculture is and has been a very important part of the country, but especially in Florida. And that's a message that Dr. Jack Payne, University of Florida Senior Vice President for Agricultural and Natural Resources, wants to make sure all citizens are aware of. One of our challenges of Florida Ag is not just selling its product, but defending its image. But it gets framed in some recent news accounts uh, that were titled Dying on the Vine, as one newspaper recently reported. And I want everybody to know that we at the University of Florida and within IFAS, uh, we generate an annual impact report that documents that Florida agriculture is a huge economic engine for the state. And more importantly, our agricultural natural resource industries. So by so many of these measures, agriculture is an essential part of who we are as a state. And it's not an urban myth has been portrayed just recently in the media. Now that is just a short clip of Dr. Payne's comments. More can be heard on our website, southeastagnet.com. Well, in other news, we've had reports before about how numbers concerning the carryover of peanuts varied in information released by USDA. Well, Tyron Springer reports this is something they hope doesn't ever happen again. USDA officials met with the peanut industry this week and have promised there will never be or Hopefully never be another mistake that was made like last year. They overestimated the carry forward of peanuts by 755,000 tons. Farmers were advised that the industry could, they could, should have a warehouse storage and to contract early to be assured of approved warehouse and be guaranteed 355. 
Well, peanut farmers, a lot of decisions were made during this time before that correction was made. They had uh, estimated a million six hundred fifty-five thousand tons of carry forward and reduced it by seven hundred fifty-five thousand tons. It changed the market, but USDA says that will not happen again. They have taken measures to stop that in the future. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet. Kathy Isom has some ideas on how to create your own nature-made Christmas decorations. When it comes to decking the halls this year, why not try your creative hand at making something from what the world already supplies? Just step outside and look on the ground. You could use leaves on the ground along with a few twigs or branches to create a nifty stick star. Or create your own stick Christmas tree. Upcycle some cardboard by using it as the trunk, then either pin or glue different lengths of branches or sticks horizontally to make a tree shape. Here's another idea using all of those pine cones you or your little ones have gathered pine cone mobiles for the window or high passageways. Use a little fishing wire to dangle them from different heights. Pine cones also make a nice table display or centerpiece. These are just a few ideas, but when you actually stop to think about it, there are so many ways to use natural materials for things we can enjoy. And then when you're all done with them, instead of tossing them in the garbage, all of the natural made ornaments can be returned to the earth, composted, or used to mulch the garden. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about the turkey and a bit of history. may surprise you to know that a lot of families sat down to their holiday turkey dinner and enjoyed the bird that was not raised on a poultry farm. Turkeys are one of the most hunted animals in the whole wild kingdom. In fact, domestic turkeys had their beginning in the wild. Even today, there are more wild turkeys than there have ever been in North and Central America. Wildlife officials estimate over 7 million. The turkey almost faced extinction back in the 1930s due to loss of habitat and overhunting. It was the 1950s when conservation groups began to restore the bird. They started with domestic stock and what few wild ones remained. Their efforts have been very successful. They're still among the most hunted creatures in the wild. Turkeys. They are aggressive, and yes, they can fly, but they don't destroy farmers' crops. And that's AgriView for today. Everett Reiner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.